in the chat, ask questions, put in comments. We would love to hear from you. We will be talking again about the Holy Spirit. We have, over the last few weeks, discussed the Holy Spirit. Last week, we were not online, but so we we're really ready and excited tonight to talk some more about that the person, the third person of the Godhead called the Holy Spirit. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about the fact that uh, we have a ultimate supreme God who has three persons with him, meaning characters, and those those two other two have uh, specific jobs to do. We even showed you how they are all really one with three different areas that they, if you could say, be responsible for. And so we have God the Father, who's overall. We have Jesus Christ, his son, who was sent here in the body, flesh of a human, so that we would be able to be sanctified and reunited back into the relationship with our Father, God the Head. And then there's the Holy Spirit, which was left here after Jesus ascended back to the Father, so that we would, from until eternity, have a paraclete, a helper, a comforter, a, a part of God that really works with us on a daily basis and in each and every one of us. So we're still on that Holy Spirit person. As I open up tonight, what I'd like to remind everyone that the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it, not a thing, not a ghost, he's not booming. The Holy Spirit is a person. And with that in mind tonight, we're going to talk about the personas of the Holy Spirit. Our, sub, our main topic over the last two weeks was uh, the Holy Spirit and what he does for us and in us. But in order to know and believe, accept, and receive what the Holy Spirit does for us and in us, we really have to know his personality, his, his skills, if you will, what he, how he operates in us, and all of that that supports the fact that he is the truth, that he is a person. Again, I'll give you a few minutes. Uh, join us if you're on the road. Stop on by. Come on into the sanctuary and enjoy yourself and feel free to participate and be involved in this conversation as we talk about the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. We know that in the Holy Spirit, we first must understand that he is a person. Most often we think of the Holy Spirit as something not quite so real because we can't see him. And for those who don't know the Holy Spirit, may not recognize that we can feel him. Most people think we can't feel him either. And I hope tonight when we go through his persona, we will understand that all of that's not true. We can not only see, but we can also feel. He speaks, he moves, he is a person. So. Let, let's just jump right on into it. 
I'm going to uh, bring Pastor Rob up because I don't want him to miss any part of this. Pastor, uh, Assistant Pastor Robert Ingram, please feel free to join us. Thank you so much for coming on. Glad to have you here. And as he kind of gets his stuff in position, I also want to say that during this conversation, we no doubt will be interjecting some, some thoughts and some scripture, some ideas, and some processes about how we make the Holy Spirit relevant even to the young people today. How they how it fits in with their lives. You know, some of us who are mature may have had years of experiencing the Holy Spirit in the third person. Young people may not have had all that experience. So today, Pastor Ron, we want to talk about how the thing, the, the persona of the Holy Spirit, and how it can relate to younger people. The first, the first persona is that he speaks. Yes, he does. And he's ordained through Jesus Christ, through the Father, to speak directly to us. I chose a few scriptures I want us to kind of uh, go over. And so the first thing we have to remember is that he speaks to us and he speaks through us. So the Holy Spirit is powerful, very powerful. Matthew 10, 20 says, uh, for it is not you who speak, not you who speak, but the Spirit of your God, our God, the Father, speaking through you. And what that means is the Holy Spirit is the representation of the Father, the Godhead, who's speaking directly what the Father says. Yes. So he's not making up things. It's not like he, as the other person, he's uh, giving his own opinions or thoughts. He's speaking what the Father says. Got an opinion on that? Um, not, not an opinion, but I even got other scriptures to back that Ooh, up. Okay. And we can go to John chapter 14, verse 25 that's good, that's good. through 26, mm -hmm. where he says, and this is Jesus speaking, I have told you these things while I'm still with you, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and to act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Now, what Pastor Rob just gave us was several of his personas in one scripture. Not only does he speak to you, not only does he remind you, not only does he give you wisdom, all of that in that one scripture. So we're going to break each one of those down to see. Right. So my, my first thought when, when I read the scripture, and I, and I have a couple more I want to interject in this. Speaking to me and speaking through me. For someone we can't see in the room, I asked my granddaughter this. Has the Holy Spirit ever talked to you and you didn't, you, you really had a conversation with them? You, it wasn't like you got frightened or, and, and she said, Mom, speak to me? I mean, I'm just in a room and I don't see nobody and I'm talking. And I said, yeah, holding a conversation with the Holy Spirit. It was a foreign concept for her. So one of the things I said to her was, remember as a person? So like you and I are sitting here talking, you can sit here and talk too. And the Holy Spirit will talk back. I don't see, a lot of young people don't get that concept. Have you ever had that? No, I can say honestly, as a young man, 
growing up, I didn't have that. I I knew who God was, but I never truly experienced having that conversation until I was in a dark place. That's good. Yeah. Until I was in a really dark place, and I was making up excuses and reasons as to why I was there. And I I guess I can look at it now and see that it was a comforter and a helper to remind me and get me to understand why I was in the situation I was in. So so in that in that dark place where you were hearing some kind of conversation, might not have been a full blown, could have been a couple of words. No, it was a full blown. It was full blown. Was full Come blown. on, share that with the it, it, it was back and forth. Back, it was back and it forth. It was back and forth. So you actually spoke and you heard the Holy Spirit respond to you in some form about whatever the situation was you were talking to him about. You, you know, it's, it's funny because I almost think about, you know, when you, when they talk about you're going to have to sit before God. Yeah. That, that was the type of situation. That's how I felt. Where I had to to give a rebuttal, <laughs> which I was, I was going back and forth with God as, as to why my situation was the way it was, and He was giving me a rebuttal as to it was my choice. It was nothing to do with my circumstances. It had to do with the choices that I made, and 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 I realize now, not then, I did. I realize now that it was the Holy Spirit of God that was speaking to me and dealing with me during that time. I can tell you I've, I've experienced the same thing, but I don't, now that I can look back, I know it was the Holy Spirit. When I was having the conversation, I don't think I was quite aware that this was the Spirit of God talking to me. I can honestly say that when I was having these Conversations and it was about misbehaving and hanging out in the club. Now, why I wasn't getting where I thought I should be because I had this big, grandiose thoughts, which were good, don't get me wrong, about where I was supposed to go, what I was supposed to do. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting there. And I was having these conversations in a room where I was talking, and I thought it was my own mind talking back to me. I thought that I was really having a, 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 a interpersonal conversation and rebuttal with myself, not understanding that it was really God talking to me, bringing me to the truth of the situation at the time. And by the grace of God, he would speak to me and tell me about the next move. You know, it's funny. If you look at that last verse of the scripture that I just read, he said, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything I have told you. Now, now that's a good piece right there because, I, again, I didn't recognize that it was the Holy Spirit talking to me. But he was reminding me of what I had learned on days gone by, by going to church, by going to Bible study, by listening to my parents or other people talk about God, and I would pick up some information, and, and that's exactly what the Holy Spirit was doing. He would remind me, with, oh, I can remember sharing this with you, I, I, and I'm probably 
on when we were looking for a pastor. Coming up in a Baptist church, that we have what they call prayer meetings, literally called prayer meetings, and you have men and the women, and we would go up and pray. But the older, the elders of the church would do the praying. Young people didn't do much of the praying, but it would stick in your mind what they said. Some of it was a little repetitive, which was good now that I know about it, but, but, but when I was having those conversations with the Holy Spirit, what I was hearing from them stuck in my mind as a way of encouragement through the problem that I was discussing. You know, we were talking prior to us coming on stage, uh, we were talking about how can we get the youth back involved, you know, because the word reminds us that old church is a dying church, you know, so so we were talking about how can we get the youth involved, how can we get them to, to be a part of what we're doing here, not just at Harvest, but in other community churches that that are in the spirit of God and, and are doing God's will. And we were talking about how it's important that we continue to speak these words of encouragement and of a reminder of who God is into them as our parents and people of our generation did to us when we didn't even want to hear it, when we didn't have a full understanding of it, but because they spoke it to us, it was able to come back to our remembrance later on when we were mature enough to receive it and understand it and now able to apply it. You said something very powerful when we were having that discussion that we were just like young people before, of today, and that you know, we didn't really want to hear what they had to say, and we didn't really trust everything they were saying, and we really didn't want to spend as much time with them as we would, they would want to, uh, wanted us to. But the fact that we did hear it is what got us through on so many times had we not been exposed to it, or someone dropped those nuggets of wisdom, we're talking about the Holy Spirit now, but dropped those nuggets of wisdom in us, we would have had nothing to go on when it was time to make those changes or shifts in our lives. The other thing that maybe I thought about when you walk away, I, I, this is one scripture that has always stuck with me. Raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart. That doesn't mean he got to be 95 years old to get it. But it does mean that we must understand as believers that this process, this thing happens as a process. And old is maturity. It is maturity. That's right. It's maturity because you can be old and, and, and mature at a young age. Yes. You know, because you see some, you're like, man, that kid got an old spirit. Yeah. You know, he got an old man. And he's like two, five years old, but he got a spirit yeah. of old person. So it's just the maturity level. Yeah. And, and sometimes we get it twisted. And it just brings me back to that scripture again, where we talk about, he says, if, and he will help you remember everything I have told you. And as you said, it's not always just a word, because God can speak to us through people. He used our parents, he used our grandparents, he used our teachers, he used those people that he's placed in our lives to give us that moral foundation. Some of us may never go to a church, but because of the foundation, the people that God has placed in our lives gives us that structure 
that we can have so when that time comes that we're mature enough to understand it, the Holy Spirit can bring it back to remembrance. Now that takes me to, to uh, Nehemiah 9.30 because that speaks directly to that. It says, for many years you were patient with them. You being patient in God. Uh, by your spirit, you warned them through your prophets. Yet they paid no attention, so you gave them into the hands of the neighboring people. And, all, and that speaks to the fact that God will, the Holy Spirit, will speak to us through people. This scripture is talking specifically of prophets, but a prophet is anyone who speaks the word of God. And that could be your neighbor, it could be a child, it could be your, it could be your enemy, it can be anybody who speaks the word of God. So, so God really will speak, the Holy Spirit will speak through people to get a message to you, no matter where you might be. I, I can tell you honestly, there have been people when I was hanging out, well, I'm trying to tell everything, but, but when I was at the club, there could be people sitting on the bar stool, they could say some things. That were scriptural, whether they were in Christ or not, they were speaking the word of God. That's it, So when we say the word of God, are we talking about people just speaking truth? Uh, yeah, because truth only comes from God. No, it don't come from so, so, so not facts, not facts. No, we're talking truth. So so yes. so let us not get it twisted, family. So God used truth yeah. as word. Truth. So when someone speaks truth to you, they're speaking the word. Word truth is to help correct you. And so let me add on to that because the word says that Jesus is the truth, truth. and the life, and the life, <laughs> and the life. And so that means that that's a good. Um, Parting of the water, if you might say, when you're trying to figure out whether someone's speaking truth or not. Because if it doesn't line up with Jesus and what Jesus has said, it can't be the truth. It goes, let's look at your next one. Acts 28, 25. He said, they disagreed among themselves and began to leave Paul. Leave after Paul had made his, his final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to our ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet. And, and sometimes we miss that and, and you didn't put down that scripture that he spoke to Isaiah. I did not. And, and, but I wanted to be clear that often the Holy Spirit can speak from ages back. It, 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 it don't have to be what we think is something that just came out in print in the newspaper. That's the truth. He can speak from ages back what is to be ages in the future and it be truth because the Holy Spirit is not bound because it's from God. He's God. It's not bound in time. That's right. That's what he's not. You know, and, and that goes back to even what we were talking about as far as like sitting down with the older folks and but they, I heard somebody, I was putting out my garbage the other day, and a gentleman walked by. He's like, hey, old head. I'm looking like, are you talking to me? You know, and, 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 and that's what they say now, old head. They, I, I guess they, I, I, don't, I don't take that, but uh, 
I accept it, you know. But when we sat down with the elders of our generation, we sat down with them to seek wisdom, you know, to seek some understanding and, 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 and preparedness for where we were trying to go. You know, unfortunately, sometimes this generation don't want to hear what the elders say. They think we don't understand the time. And, and, and the thing is, is that what happened then is no different than what's happening now. You know, the Bible is speaking truth from back 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, is a representation of what's happening now. You know, and, and, and unfortunately, this generation, our children, do not want to hear what we're saying. And just like we said, we, we were like you guys too. We didn't want to hear what our parents were saying. We were kind of rebellious. Elvis said she wasn't. She heard. You know. But uh, I know I was. What's well, so I mean, I didn't say I wasn't young. You know, but but we I heard it. I sat down and listened. Unfortunately, sometimes these kids I was listening to something earlier today, yesterday, and someone said you can hear what are you missing? That's that's the exact point I wanted to make because we didn't hear them. There is very there are very few relationships. I'm talking parent to child relationships where the child doesn't hear you unless there's really a physical hearing impediment. The children hear us, whether they're absorbing and which is called listening to what we're doing, and whether they're regurgitating and and um and consciously are feeding on it. But what they don't understand is their subconscious is. Because whatever goes in, is in. And that's that's how God designed us to, and all of that. I, I also, in that conversation, yes, we are receivers. And we were designed to receive from the Father. So anytime the truth is being spoken, whether we acknowledge it or not, we're receiving it. Now, we may not want to obey. We may not want to follow it. You know, because you have choice in this. But you do receive it because... What I say, Jesus is the truth. That's who we are. The Spirit of God that's in us does not deny the truth. That's right. I can remember as well, when we're talking about that being with the older people, and I said that I kind of gravitated towards older people when I was younger. But the point, the other point of that is, even as I gravitated and got wisdom from them, I still strained. I still was disobedient. And I was getting full. I was always around older people who gave me truth and wisdom. I was fortunate enough to be around people who always believed in God, even if they didn't always do right. So they, with the young people, they give the nuggets of truth, right? But I still went off and did my own thing, even after I got all of that truth in me. But for the Holy Spirit, as you said, would bring it back to my remembrance. I would be in high places sometimes, and the Holy Spirit would be speaking to me. You know, you really should be going home right now. Time to go. There's times I would listen, there's times I wouldn't. But 
So, so it's important to know, and I'm saying this to the young people, it's important to know that who you surround yourself with, who you allow to be in, as they say, my, my grandkids say, in your ear, is important because what they speak to you will come back to you at some point or another. That's both good and that's both bad. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I was talking to my wife today, and I had her on the phone, and we were talking, and however, I was working at the same time. So she was talking to me. I'm hearing her, but I'm not listening. And she brought, she was like, well, let me let you go because you're busy and I'm talking, but you're, you hear me, but you're not paying attention to me. So that's kind of what's happening today. Unbeknownst to a lot of younger people, because we're kind of young too, but younger people in that the distractions of the world are keeping them from listening, not hearing, they hear you, but listening. You mentioned that earlier as well, that it's not that they don't hear us, it's that the distractions keep them from focusing on what is the truth one. The distractions also, as I said, it's gonna go in. If you hear it, it's going in. Also come up as a rebuttal to what the truth is. So it does create in, in those who are not constantly being fed the truth some, uh, where confusion comes in because that's what it is. Yeah, it's confusion. He's the author of confusion, yes. and, and that's his job to to cause confusion. He being the enemy, not the Holy Spirit. With, with distractions and all these other things, you know. And, and and my wife was right. I was distracted. I heard what she was saying, but I didn't fully give the attention that was needed for us to really have a conversation. You know, and, and she demonstrated to me. She she asked me to speak and, and, and turned away from me and asked me, how does that feel? You know, and, and, and I understand that. And, and we have experience today with a young lady who um, got, in some, got into an issue in school and was sent to the office and came into the office with an attitude where we were asking her, what happened, you know? And she gave an answer but the answer was with attitude, you know, and you're talking to an elder, you know, so the lack of respect and, and, and appreciation to the concern is not someone who's trying to, to say you did something wrong. They want to hear what happened. Want to hear, want to hear your side, want to hear your view, want to hear your feelings and your thoughts. Right. And, and, right. be, and because you don't agree with what they said, now you're you're the bad guy, and they don't want to hear nothing else you said. Exactly, Rob, you talking your piece right there. You know, right. and, and, and that often happens. It does. It even does. Even, oh my even with the word of God. It does. And even with the word of God. I, I've got to share this with you. This is so crazy. This is a little bit off of our topic, but it's important to know the Holy Spirit works in us and through us every day, all day. He never leaves us. He's always with us through all of our situations, all of our circumstances, all our issues, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. He's always there. During our women's meeting 
on Monday night, we got into a conversation and it God had me go back to the Proverb 31 woman. And we had the, the, the pleasure of discussing the attributes, starting to discuss the attributes, and we had lots of dialogue about it. Because one of the things that the, in Proverb 31, beginning at this 14th verse, no, maybe the 10th, 10th verse, it, will, it talks about her getting up early in the middle of the night while her family is sleeping and she makes meat for her house, meaning that she's getting up and she's cooking and she's doing all these things. But everybody else is sleeping. So we had all this dialogue about that. And some of the dialogue came out, why I got to do that? How come he ain't supposed to do it? I don't think I don't work every day like he worked, and some days I don't want to come home. I don't even have to cook. cook. He can cook. And so we had those kind of dialogues. And that's human nature. I'm not, don't get me wrong. This is not judgment about the conversation. But the truth is, the, the word of God is not negotiable. Now, it is applicable to all situations. The truth applies in all situations. But our God is so loving, so kind, so caring, that he will, he will work it out so it fits your situation. You don't force the situation to fit what you think the word should say. You understand what I'm saying to you? You know, it's funny that as you were saying that, I just thought about when Mary and Martha, when one was cooking and doing all the work, and the other one was taking care of and, and and she was mad and upset. You know, and, and sometimes we miss What's most important? The word said the needful. God, Christ said to her that, that Mary was doing the needful thing. So very important to understand to get with the Holy Spirit, to, to hang out with the Holy Spirit is a needful thing in order for you to do it all and everything else. And, and, and not that what she was doing was wrong. She was doing what she was supposed to do. And don't worry about what the other person is right. doing. Just do your part. Just do your part. Too often we right. get caught up worrying about what someone else is right. doing or not doing, and we we start doing what we doing with grudge, judge, bitterness, angry, resentment, and none of that. And who are we honoring then? You know, we we miss that part. You know, and I think it's very important. We Talking about the Holy Spirit, we gotta hear that because I guarantee she heard that. Don't worry about that. I'm, I, I, I'm almost, I'm almost certain because I, I find myself doing that myself. You know, I can remember, and I say this, working at my job when I worked for McDonald Corporation. Some of my employees would be like, "Mr. Rob, why are you always doing all this here, and the other managers not doing it?" And I just remind them. And I had to remind myself yes, we do. That, that, that I'm not doing it for McDonald Corporation, Harvest Corporation. I'm doing it for God, for God gave me this opportunity. And I'm doing it as if I'm honoring Him. Everything I do to yeah. the fullest. And you know, speaking again to young people, sometimes when we are fulfilling a role or an assignment that God has given us, and others aren't. They're not as active participants in it. We feel like we've been left out 
or we're being overburdened or we're being beat up. Or, but but the, the Holy Spirit comes, and we'll talk about that as well. He, he moves on you to anoint us to do certain things. Now think about that when it comes to Mary Martha. Martha had a special anointing on her, to, and, and it talks about it, to prepare the house and the food. I can say that because one of the things I do is prepare food. But anyway, um, so, and, and so, but she got, she had gotten tired. Why did she get tired? Because she had to be tired to feel, be feeling like that. Plus she was probably feeling as if, this is me saying this, y'all, I just want you to know the word that say this, but feeling like she's being left out from the closeness that was happening with Mary and Jesus. When in essence, she really wasn't. Christ already had recognized because he could respond to her what her needs were. And if we, if we let the Holy Spirit speak to us like that, our needs get met. If you let him talk, if you let him talk to you in the way God has ordained for the Holy Spirit to speak to you, not speak to everybody else. Now, he does, there is a language. I didn't put that down there. But there's a language that the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit speaks. And what is it? It's called the God language. And what is it? It's always love. Always love. Always love. And love does not envy. Love does not boast. I'm listen. Those are the things. And if we grab hold of that spirit, that spirit of God, everything we do will become much more easy. Much more easy. You know, I, I, I was just reading this here. And this here is John 15, uh, verse 26. And it says, But when the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify and bear witness about me. But you will testify also and be my witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Family, he's talking to you and I. You know why we've been with him from the beginning? Because we are we got the book. We got the book. We got his whole testimony. So we are bearing witness from the beginning in the life that we live. The truth. We will bear witness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I was just talking to a gentleman who just came in here today and, and said that, that their church donates to different organizations and they, they donate to schools and stuff, and they said they want to donate. They decided they want to donate to a Christian organization. And they came across our school, you know, and we were talking about how the Holy Spirit will, will line things up. You don't have to go looking for it. What's meant for you will be for you. All you have to do is listen to what God is telling you. You know, sometimes we get stuck in some situations 
And the only reason why we're stuck is because we ain't listening. We hear, but we ain't listening. We ain't putting things into action. Family, there's some things God got set in motion already waiting for you. And here, the next part of the Holy Spirit is he moves. He moves. And based on that very example you just gave, I'm going to read that scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Luke 4, 18. says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The gentleman walked in the door to give, to assist. Now, we can use the term poor if you like, but, it, but somebody may be in need to... Um, to assist them, and that is an anointing of the Holy Spirit to be directed to do those kinds of things. So he will move on your heart to have you do things, to be places, to speak to people, to say things that you might not normally do, or it may be who the Holy Spirit, how he moves in you all the time, and that is part of your anointing or your functioning here on this earth. Because the Holy Spirit gives it to you. So he will move on us to do things. To say things. If we allow him to. If we allow him. Let, let me go to the next scripture you have here. Acts 2.17. Please write down these scriptures. Because these are, some, these are things to grow on. It says. In the last days. Listen again. In the last days. God says, I will pour out my spirit to all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Prophesy. Forgive me. <laughs> your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Family. He's talking about us right now. Yes. We're in the season right now. Yes. Where he's speaking to the young and he's calling the old to dream the dreams. He's giving you some visions to, to come to pass. Those things that he's spoken to you, they are to come to pass that you have to move. And trust that the Holy Spirit has the anointing, the authority, and the power of God to bring up, bring to pass for all of us, not just some of us, not just one or two of us. The Holy Spirit, I don't know if you remember folks out in, in uh, Media Land, we, we did a little demonstration of the Holy Spirit and we poured water out uh, and then we, we and then we had ice, and then we had steam, and the Holy Spirit was represented by the steam, meaning that the Holy Spirit could be in the atmosphere, in everywhere at one time, and that fluidity of the steam comes with the anointing, the power of God to make things happen, to do things for us and in us that without the Holy Spirit we would not be able to do. We would really be able to uh, prophesy, meaning speak those things that are the truth. Because he can move on. Pastor Rob's sitting here. I'm sitting here. We have people out in our audience. They, we can all speak the word of God at the same time 
because the Holy Spirit can move in us and through us at the same time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me read this on the switch. Okay. It comes from John 16, 20. Mm -hmm. And he says, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. Elder, let me ask you this question. Okay. Why do you think he said you cannot bear to hear them now? I believe from what I understand from the Spirit that I think they may not have been mature enough to understand what was being said so that it would be beneficial to them at that time. Doesn't that sound like how we were when the elders were speaking to us Absolutely. and we didn't, we didn't understand it so we didn't want to hear it? Thank God they still gave it to us yeah. because they didn't have the spirit of God, but they just gave what they had to give. Right. See, but God is not going to give you something you're not ready for yeah. because right. it becomes too much for too you much to handle. You know, and that's what happened to us. It was right. too much for us to handle, so we didn't receive it well. We didn't understand it. We didn't think it had a place in our life. We not only did it. <laughs> not receive it according to how it was being given to us, that we wouldn't embrace it enough to allow the word that went in to do what it was designed to do. And that means not to return void, meaning it was going to do something in us that we could not do for ourselves. But we didn't trust that. We, you know, we're young and strong. The word talks about young people being um, uh, very uh, strong and able to run races and and, and, and that has a lot to do with the energy God has created. When in Ecclesiastes, it talks about the seasons, season for everything. We must understand, and I said, now I'm speaking to the mature group. We, the mature group, must understand there are seasons for things in everybody's life. The Holy Spirit knows the season because the Word says that the Holy Spirit speaks what the Father says. So can I ask you a question? So us as parents, us as elders, do we have to be more patient? We have to be patient and we have to be understanding. Meaning we need to operate in wisdom, which means we probably need the Holy Spirit working in us a whole lot more than the young people because we're not only guiding our lives, but we're guiding theirs. Mm -hmm. And so we have to do like God does and understand the time the season, the reason, because he's purposeful. The Holy Spirit's not doing it just because he can. He's doing it because there's a purpose for the person's life. So when he speaks to us during the right seasons at the right time, it's for the purpose God has designed for our lives at the time. So, so even when we see our young operating outside of God's will, our job is not to condemn them and correct them, but also remind them of who they are and who they can be if they operate in the truth and not operate in the area that they're operating on. But we still have to be patient with them. Yes, and, and we use the term correct a lot. Sometimes it's not correct, it's redirect. Because the 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 issue, again, we're back to the seasons, 
It may not have been the season at the moment when they were in error for them to be re, to be corrected, to redirect these days, because they're gonna you you look where it says you you have to repeat these processes to you to you win the race, okay? So they may have to be redirected so that when they get through this process again, now they know the path to take. Not necessarily just to correct them, because if you're your father, I'm a mother, we understand sometimes when we correct people, they don't read the lesson. Redirecting them makes them have to go through the thought process, whether that is the word of God or whatever else the Holy Spirit has them to do, so that they will get the lesson and then move on past it. Yes. Don't read condemnation as much I Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because what what and that's something I learned in men is when you come at with the negative, when you come at them with the negative, they automatically shut down. Shut down. You know, so so you redirect them with some positive affirmations yes. and then you can show them corrective directions. Yes. You know, and um uh, so let me finish reading this scripture. Okay, come on. Where are you getting that? No, in um, John. John 16, um, chapter 12, chapter uh, 12. And it says, I'm, I'm going to start back from the beginning. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And I'm coming out of the Amplified. And it says full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative. But he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. The message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what it is to come in the future. Hear this family. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has, has are mine because of this I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and he will reveal it to you. Family, he's talking to us now. He's talking to us. God has some things lined up for us in the future. But we have to be ready and mature enough to receive it. So it's a process, as Elder we were just talking about. This spirit moves, it speaks, it talks, it feels everything. And we have to line ourselves up with it in order to get everything that God has in store for you and I. And this is what we're talking about here. Amen? And, and, and to add to that, we one of the things that, uh, that probably we struggle with as humans, humanity, the most distrusting in the Holy Spirit to do just what He just did. Sometimes because we're not able to see some things, because you know we're 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 in the flesh. We we walk on earth in the flesh. We don't walk on earth as humans in a, in the spirit. Even though we're spirit men, we walk the earth in the flesh. 
So we operate in what is our flesh operation on earth. Don't get me wrong, the spirit is still alive in you. But when we touch, when we move things, when we work, when we sing, when we dance, we're doing those things in the flesh. And because we operate so much in the flesh, we find it very difficult to trust what is the true person, which is the spirit man speaking to us. And so we really have to learn to trust the spirit of God that is moving in us and through us as he's guiding us. And he knows that the flesh wants to be in control. So because he knows that, and he knows that sometimes we don't realize it, the spirit never stops speaking to you. He also knows the best time to reach you. Pastor Rob was talking about the dreams when, when the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all flesh that the young men will dream dreams and the older men will have visions. And that is not just so that we can be great people all over the world. He wants us to be great. It's so that he knows exactly how to reach us in our minds to make sure we get the truth. And sometimes that means in the dream. You know, young people won't keep moving. They're always on the go. They, they, they may be distracted. But when you're sleeping, you're still, most of us. And the Lord knows how to get to a young person's mind. Oh, good. I'm going to go, but before I go, I want to leave with this last scripture. And it comes from Romans 8, 26, 27. And it says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for, for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So family, if you are like me, who, who really didn't have a full understanding of prayer, I've learned to just talk to God, to just allow the words to flow as if I'm talking to a friend or neighbor, because that's what he is to each and every one of us. That was my first encounter. I told you that the first encounter I had with God when we had that conversation, we had conversation, and I realized that it's not that prayer that you hear all the time. It's a personal prayer that you have, personal conversation that you have with, between you and God. And that's what this scripture is reminding you. The Holy Spirit would intercede and moan. You could moan and groan. I was away in Puerto Rico um, this past couple of weeks, and Every morning before sunrise, the birds, the animals start chirping and making noise. And my wife said to me, the animals are praising God for a new day. And that's the same thing God wants from us. He loved the animals because he created them, but he loves us even more. Yeah. So that same praise and honor that the animals give, much more is a acquired from us. So with that, I say we love you, God bless, and I'm going to leave you with Elvin. Pastor Rob is getting ready to leave. I just want to share with you and what Pastor Rob just said. 
and that the spirit does make groanings for us. It sounds strange, but what that means is there's times, as he said, that we don't know the exact words we need to say to be effective for God to move in our situation. But the Holy Spirit knows all things. He knows what you need, how you need it, and how to get to you. But he also knows what to say to the Father so that the Father will be pleased and engaged as your Father. Use this as an this analogy. Can you remember being with any one of your parents and you were trying to explain to one of the parents something that you wanted or needed and they, they didn't seem to quite understand or you couldn't find the words to fit the situation and then either a brother or a sister or one of your other parents jumped in and kind of made it clear? Okay. That's the kind of analogy I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit will speak through you, as we said earlier, so that you can speak the language he knows that the Father hears and understands that your prayers will not only be effective, receive, but they'll be effective. Amen. Know that, do not think it's strange, the word says, that the Holy Spirit would speak through you. There is a what, they, what the word calls a heavenly language. We won't go into that a lot tonight, but the heavenly language of the Holy Spirit may sound a little strange or it may not sound like any words at all. Have you ever been in a situation, been in a place where you just heard somebody humming or they say groaning, mm. they're really praying and talking to the Lord, but the Holy Spirit is making that uh, communication clear between the person and God. Trust the Holy Spirit to be able to communicate what you may not be able to. He will not, He knows not only as the word says what to say to the Father, he also knows what is in you that you might not even understand that needs to be communicated to the Father. Trust the Holy Spirit to be your friend, because he is. Trust the Holy Spirit to be your communicator, who he will speak for you. Trust the Holy Spirit to be able to move on your behalf. In any situation you are, you can you trust him in. Now, he, he's a gentleman. He is the, the third head of the God, of the third person of the Godhead. So he's not going to force you to do anything, but he's always there ready to guide you, protect you, to give you knowledge and understanding. He's always there. As we move into next week, I hope that more will join us. Again, please feel free to send in questions or comments on our Facebook page, and we will try to address them right here while we're um, in session. We are here from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every Wednesday evening. Next week, we're going to move from the Holy Spirit speaks to the Holy Spirit feels. Mm. Because remember, he's a person. And that this topic can get really deep, really close, because we don't see the Holy Spirit as having feelings. But the Holy Spirit, the person, the Holy Spirit has feelings. And we're going to talk about how we grieve the Holy Spirit. How we lie to the Holy Spirit. Mm, that's so sad. How we hurt the Holy Spirit. 
We're going to talk about those things because as a person, just like you and I, the Holy Spirit had, can receive those same things. Welcome to Faith Harvest Worship Center and to the Harvest. We do extend the invitation for you to come in. This is a place where God's word is the authority and people are the priority. Dr. Raymond D. Williams Sr. is our senior pastor and our first lady is Letitia Williams. Our assistant pastor who you just met was Pastor Robert Ingram. We have a staff who's willing and ready to be able to share with you, love on you. Come on in and hang out with us. We also have a school. We go from birth to 12th grade, Harvest Christian Academy and Harvest Youth Child and Youth Development Center. Full service. Because God is a holistic God, we are praying, prayerfully offering holisticness here so that it's not just a Sunday experience, but a life application. Amen. Welcome to Harvest. Come on back and see us. Thank you for joining us. Please feel free to give at any time. I, I don't know whether it's on the screen right now or not, but our Facebook page, you can give to our Facebook page by all means at any time. One of the things our sister pastor says often is that, that what we have to give is free because it's freely given to us from God. But ministry does cost, and we appreciate whatever donation, however God leads you to give unto this ministry, and we will use it according to the glory of God. We thank you. Join us again next week. God bless. You're golden.